It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, Fight fans. Before we begin this episode, I just wanted to take a moment to give our shout-out to the sponsors for this podcast, Bear Attack Boxing. Now, Bear Attack Boxing, relatively new company, but they've got an absolute passion for boxing. They've been going just over a year. They've attracted top talent like Tommy McCarthy, Tyrone McCulloch, who swear by their boxing gloves and the products that they sell. Now, these are not like just your normal standard gloves. They're high-quality equipment. You need to get yourself over to their website, which is www.bearattackboxing.co.uk. Follow them on social media at Attack Boxing on Twitter and on Facebook, Bear Attack Boxing, to look at the latest deals that they've got. Now, starting from the 1st of January, Bear Attack Boxing, I've got a really great little offer on to see in the new year, and it's going to be 10% off purchases with a discount code, especially for you, the listeners, which is BAB2019. Now, that offer is on from the 1st of January to the 12th of January. So make sure when you get to that checkout, when you're purchasing them high quality gloves you enter that code BAB2019 and remember to follow them www.bearattackboxing.co.uk at Attack Boxing on Twitter and Bear Attack Boxing on Facebook Welcome to Beyond the Ropes a boxing podcast brought to you by Easy Boxing Repeat the place for the Northwest and boxing news, news, reviews, and interviews. Here's your host, Sean Basso. Welcome to the next episode of Ones to Watch. Sean Basto, your host here as always. Now, before we begin, you know where to find us on the social at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter, BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Player FM, Stitcher, TuneIn. You know the score by now. Get subscribing onto there for us. Leave us a review. Share the episodes around social media. In today's episode, we've got new Southern Area Super Flyweight Champion, Ricky Little. Really great to speak to Ricky in this episode. Really happy to be able to give him a little bit of exposure given the fact that he's just won a Southern Area title. And that's coming off the back 
of a draw and two losses, one of them being Charlie Edwards. So he's really turned things around with this win over Jack Hughes. So I'm really excited to get him on, have a chat about his career, what life's like as a professional boxer, and also who his favourite fighters are and what fights he's looking forward to in the next 12 months. So here he is. Southern Area Super Flyweight Champion, Ricky Little. So, I'm delighted to say I've got Ricky Little on the phone. How are you doing, Ricky? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, pal. I bet you're even better after that win recently, aren't you? Yeah, definitely, mate. Still buzzing off it. It's a huge, huge win for you, that. Do, do you think people uh, had underestimated you going into this fight? Um, I think they did. I feel they did a little bit because of my record on paper um, in like some of the fights I've taken in the past. So I think I was always down as a bit of a journeyman, but um, obviously I, I, in my eyes, and I know myself, I'm not. So yeah, I think I was a little bit. So you, obviously your career started out in 2016. You have three wins on the bounce, and then you seemingly bumped into a bogeyman of the division in Sergei Tassimov, who, funnily enough, uh, has also been a former opponent of Jack Hughes, who you've just beaten as well. So he seems to have been a bit of a bogeyman for you two guys. Yeah, so obviously... He was, um, I, I think, um, that time of my career, I don't think I was taking, you know, taking the game seriously. Um, so, yeah, I come across, you know, a, a typical hard, you know, journeyman that's been in with some good lads yourself as well. So, yeah, I, you know, I come a little bit unstuck then. But since I, you know, I got, got the loss from that, I knuckled down and, you know, stuck to my game plan, you know, realised what I had to do. And then obviously you, you 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 come off the back of a loss to Tassimov and you get the call to fight Charlie Edwards at the O2. Talk to me about that then, Ricky. How did that all come about? So yeah, that was obviously out of the blue. Um, we got the call from Matchroom. My manager got the call. Um, said you know would we take the fight? Well, we know he's always out of my league, and we you know we knew you know you know we knew what we was going into. Um, I think I took the fight on a week's notice as well. So I'd done well, you know, to get down to that weight within a week. But yeah, I, you know, I knew what I was walking into. Um, but we, we, it was the whole plan was so I could get used. Because I always struggled with a bit of nervous nerves. So it was a bit of getting me under the big lights, you know, you know, the big screens and having me, um, you know, getting used to all that, all the cameras and things. And it's helped a lot, you know, it's made me wake up, realise, you know, what you've actually got to do in this game. You had the fight with Charlie Edwards, obviously, like you said there, you felt he was a little bit a league above you at uh, that moment in time. And, and obviously he's moved on and, and, and he's moved on to bigger things at the moment. But then you got this fight that's recently just happened a, a couple of weeks back against Jack Hughes, who obviously was also at a sort of similar stage of his career to you. And again, how did that fight come about? Was it just another call put in off the back of the Edwards fight, thinking maybe, you know, we can, we, you know, easy pickings for us? Yeah, I think, you know, there was, there was a little bit of, you know, I think there was a, a couple of opportunities Jack could have taken, and I think I was take you know picked up as the easiest option. So he called me out on um, Twitter, like social media, you know, and suggested he think we should go for the you know fight for the Southern Area title. So yeah, obviously, and then his manager got in contact, um, Steve Goodwin, and everything went from there really. So talk to me about the fight then with Jack. Uh, like we said at the start, really, it was a fight maybe that you feel probably you was a little bit overlooked given you'd come off the back of two losses. Yeah, so obviously I know, um, I think they they, they thought they was going to have, you know, an easy night's work, but I knew, um, I, I, I knew, you know, what we've been doing. Um, I know, I, I knew exactly what I had to do, you know, when I went to that fight. And I feel they thought they had an easy night's work because of my loss and my record on paper. 
Um, but a record don't mean nothing, you know. Since them losses and since um, going on the big shows, I've been learning my graft and realised what I had to do is put everything, you know, you've got to live the life of a professional boxer. So that's what I've done and everything's paid off. So what was it like then at the end of the fight when you, you was raised, your hand was raised as the victor? You know, was it a really, really good feeling and, you know, a bit of a payoff feeling as well, given that you'd had a bit of a mixed fortune over the, the first six fights? Yeah, of course, you know, I... I I knew I knew I had the I knew I had the the wing coming, but it was you know it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Every, all the hard work, everything I sacrificed, you know, selling my business, giving up my business, you know, sacrificing time and that with my family, my kids, you know, all that hard work has paid off. Um, so it was an amazing feeling. Mate. So you're talking about giving up your business and, and 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 obviously making them sacrifices. What was it you you did before you got into boxing? What was your profession? So I've always, I, I was into catering. So I had my own cafe. Um, I run that for like two years, and I had a catering business um, before that. I started in 2013 with like a burger van um, and outside catering and things. Um, I bought a cafe, run that for two years, and I realised I couldn't run the cafe um, and be a professional boxer. Since like when I was running the calf, I picked up the two losses, and you know I realised you you can't you got to live the life of a professional of an athlete. So I decided you know to sell my cafe and chase my dream. So it was a difficult time for you being able to run a full time business as well as try to be a professional boxer. That I, I'm assuming that was really really difficult to do. Yeah, of course. You know, being of you know running the business, my own my own business, a cafe. And then trying to be, you know, trained like a professional boxer, just and then family as well, you know, it was impossible. So what what was what was a standard day like in the life of yourself then back then? So I'd literally, you know, I'd you know go and open my cafe up. Um, I'd work all day. I'd close my cafe down, and then I'd go and train. You know, sometimes I'd miss training because you know I've been. I couldn't get cover or stuff like that. So, yeah, it was, you know, it was hard. So, you've had this really, really great win uh, earlier on in the month and you've picked up the Southern Area Super Flyweight title. We're at the end of the year now. We're going into the festive break. What, in your mind, is the plan for 2019? Where do you see yourself going now? So, obviously, we, we've... We've got a plan. Me and my team have got a plan. You know what we want to do. We're going to go out and defend the title in March. Um, we get to the opponent yet to be announced. Who I'll be defending it again. But so we're going to hopefully go out and defend the 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 the, 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 the super flyweight Southern Era title in March. And then we're going to hopefully you know look press forward. You know to maybe stepping on for the English title. Um, that's that's what we're looking at, mate. You know, always step forward. So my dream is to fight for a British title. It always has been. So you know, that's what I'm. That's what I've sacrificed everything for. Is you know, chase my dream. And that's what we're doing. As as the life of a professional fighter, most people know that when you're a fighter, you've got all the stress of the ticket selling to do. You've got all the stress of trying to get the financial support in the form of sponsorships. H- how difficult has it really been for you closing a business down? To then having to try and make ends meet going through the professional boxing route it has been real real hard you know in this in the in my last boot camp you know leading up to the um for, for the title fight it was a hard old top road um you know, not having no steady income you know giving up my business uh, training full time you know it was hard i've got a family kids so it was hard but we stuck through. I've got no, you know, no big sponsors. I've got a few little friends sponsor that helped buy me a new pair of the income. It was really tough, but I managed to dig it and get through it, you know, and paid off. 
Yeah, well, it certainly has paid off so far. So you've got big ambitions then. So people, when they look at you and they look at your record, they just automatically think, oh, well, you know, maybe he's got this sort of 50-50 record and, and, and now he's picked up this Southern Area Super Flyweight title. But you genuinely have the ambition to, to go and push as far on uh, and look for a British title. Yeah, yeah, 100%, mate. Uh, you know, that's been my, my goal from, you know, day dot, but I just didn't realise, you know, I didn't, um, I wasn't taking the game seriously, I don't, out of my career. And then when I, you know, being on the big shows, it made me realise, you know, you know, the way them, the way they worked and the way it actually was, you know, what you have to actually put into this to get out of it. You know? So outside of boxing then, you, you like we've discussed already, you've given up a career uh, in catering to, to move into professional boxing. You've got a family, you've talked about that, and you've obviously got kids to support. What else is it you, you get up to outside of boxing? Do you have any other hobbies, sports, anything else that you're, you're interested in? No, I don't, mate. Just boxing through and through. Yeah, boxing, um, and then family time. My kids and my world and my partner. You know, you know that, that that's the only other thing I do is try spend time with them. So growing up, then being a boxing fan, who was your favourite fighter? Manny Pacquiao, was my favourite fighter. I'm small now, but he's quite you know quite short in height. Always been you know he's quick. I'm quite quick myself, so always been my favourite. And and today in the boxing scene who would you say would be your favourite fighter at the moment there's a lot to choose from there's so, there's so yeah. many good fighters there at the moment it's ridiculous quite hard but I like Fury I like Fury did, did you like the way he obviously came back from the, the, the mental health struggles that he went through that was for me was a you know a huge uh, achievement as, as not just a fighter but as a man man yeah of course you know especially his age you know um, I think you know he done well you know the weight that he got back down to and that it was absolutely crazy mate you know he done really well and I just yeah I rate him rate him a lot yeah I think he's he's won over a lot of people with uh, the story of being able to come back from sort of the brink of you know thinking about even taking your own life then to be able to come back and how he got up off the floor against Wilder I will never know but it was it was an unbelievable fight and a, a fight that I'm personally looking forward to seeing again uh, is there any fights for 2019 in the boxing world that you'd want to see um I'd I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see Joshua face up, you know, either Wilder or Fury, you know, it's, you know, everyone says like he's avoiding them. I'd like to see one of them, you know, go head to head. It'd be good. Yeah, the heavyweight division is absolutely booming at the moment, and with the the fights that we've seen recently, it's really starting to to come to fruition. And your division, super flyweight division, uh, you know, people forget about these lower weights and you know how good they are. And you mentioned Manny Pacquiao, and obviously he started out. I think it was at flyweight, weren't it, Manny Pacquiao? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It was. So, so we moved up all the way up through to to, to welterweight, but even the division you. I mean, obviously, the the lead in the pack at the moment in in Britain is is Cal Yafai, but you've got you know Ankaraz, you've got Wanganek, Rungvasai, should I say? Uh, I can't, I can never pronounce his name. Rungvasai is there at the top of the top of the pile. Roman Gonzalez, it's you know, it's a uh, worldwide, it's a it's a really buzzing little division at the moment. Yeah, yeah, of course. There's some good, good, you know, good. Um unknown not recognised lads and in in Britain it's a very very small division Uh, you've got obviously the likes of yourself uh, Jack Hughes you've got Joe Mafosa you've got Ryan Farag Tommy Frank uh, Sonny Edwards obviously we've seen him fight over the weekend as well what did you make of his performance yeah he's good you know he's class boxer I don't underestimate him at all he's very well 
Um, he's, he's, you know, he's in a good league. He mentioned that he wants to, you know, come back down to domestic level. And I think he even had a mention. Even they said English or British, and he said he started from the southern area again. But um, it's nothing that you know worries us yet. So don't. We no, we don't we don't think he's in the us. Do you think there's a big possibility uh, if you continue the you know the path that you're on at the moment and the victories that you you've just picked up against Jack Hughes? Do you think there's a possibility in the future that because of how small the division is in Britain, there's a good chance that you know all these na- main names that I've mentioned earlier, there's a good chance you're going to end up facing one of these at some point in the next twelve months. Yeah, so um, of course you know anything can happen, go at any time, you know. So I'm always in the gym. I'm back, you know, learning my graft, you know. Um, so, yeah, we're ready for that phone call. Do you think there's ever going to be any possibility that if, you, you you know, you're relatively successful in the division, do you feel like you've got the, the body shape and body type to potentially move up a weight? Or do you think where you're at at the moment is where you're going to stay? I can, I can, my, my with my, um, my weight is very good, mate. You know, I can move up a weight, I can move down a weight. So, yeah, you know, anything. Any, anything's open for me at the moment you know it's whatever my team you know feels you know, best for myself you know I listen to my team and you know be got by them so if a big opportunity came around and they said to you look Ricky you know we've got this great opportunity where it's going to in- involve you moving up a weight maybe to, to fight for a, maybe another southern area title uh, a weight above would you would you think you'd take it at the, the you know in a heartbeat it's you know I'd my, my, my team would probably, you know, they'd tell me the decision. You know, I'll tell them what I want to do. Um, you know, but if you know if it's right, right for us, yeah, I think we'd take it. But we're not, we're not there to take no silly fights. You know, of course, we've opened, we, we, we've we've won, we've won a title. We've opened up a few doors for ourselves. So hopefully, you know, we, we're not we're not prepared to take any silly fights now. And I understand that, totally understand that. It's uh, you know great that you've kind of come off the back of the draw and the two losses and kind of turned people's perception of you completely on its head. And that's you know for me re- you know really great achievement. And and I'm sure it is for you. And you talked about earlier on about the business and obviously having to give it up and everything you've had to do to try and achieve your dreaming boxing and sponsorship wise if you know there are companies out there that listen to this episode of our podcast and say you know especially southampton based businesses where can they get hold of you on on social media where what are your social media handles so you can contact me through facebook twitter or Instagram. Um, my Instagram's Team Little Boxing Life. Um, yeah, if they can contact me through any of them, um, they'd be put, you know, put forward to, um, you know, what we can do for them as well. You know. Exactly, exactly. Ricky, uh, thank you for taking the time out to speak to us and congratulations, obviously, on the win recently. Really looking forward to seeing what the next 12 months holds for you and I can only wish you nothing but the best of luck in, in your goals. Yeah, thanks, mate, and great speaking to you guys too. So there you go. Great to speak to Ricky Little there. Brilliant win in the Southern Area title about a couple of weeks back. Really fantastic win for him, that. Like we were saying in that episode there, I think he was wrote off a little bit because of his last couple of fights, but he's just proved once again that there's people out there like Ricky who can bounce back and bounce back in a fashion. So again, if you've enjoyed the episode of Ones to Watch, please let us know on social media at BTR Boxing Pod and BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook. And find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Player FM. You know the score by now. Get on there, give us a rating, share the episodes around social media. Let us know if there's anything you'd like us to do in the future. But for now, fight fans, it's been a pleasure. Thank you.
Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.